essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. We're not going to put this as one of our numbered episodes, as it is our road trip diary to Smash Wrestling's Super Showdown 6 that happened this past Sunday, August 26th, in Toronto, Ontario, at the Phoenix Concert Hall. We took a road trip with Daniel and Chris Maloney from the Sharpshooter Podcast, and uh, we hit the road did our predictions and everything. Contrary to the first segment that you're going to end up hearing, we didn't make it to any uh, WD news or uh, information about All In and predictions. We will uh, do that on our next episode and hopefully have a roundtable set up for that and have it out by Saturday in time for All In this weekend. We had a great time uh, with our trip to Toronto, even a side adventure with uh going to go get cookies for the muscle but all in all the show was amazing and you'll hear everything that we uh, experienced and we would like to thank once again all the staff at smash wrestling for having us and allowing us to do our uh, show and uh, spread the word about the growth and the great uh, family atmosphere that is smash wrestling so thank you sebastian james key and Alan Taylor, plus everybody else that uh, makes it all possible. Hope everybody enjoys the show. We'll be right back with our first segment on our road trip diary. Hey, you're listening to the Scumbags Podcast. It's your boy Aiden Prince. Hey guys, we're hitting the road to go see Smash Wrestling. It's the uh, Super Showdown tonight with uh, the stack card. It's the WrestleMania of uh, SmackDown, or... Smash Wrestling. Smash. <laughs> I was watching SmackDown earlier. Sorry, guys. Uh, anyways, it is the night where you are going to Toronto. We have Daniel, uh, and we have Chris from the Sharpshooter. So stay tuned. Check in with us uh, periodically through the day. We're going to do some uh, our regular podcast stuff with some WD news, all-in stuff, and, of course, we're going to run down the card for uh, Super Showdown. So any predictions? Looking uh, forward to the ride, guys. It's gonna be a good oh, show. Yeah. Can't hopefully, wait. Can't hopefully wait. the weather's not too bad. So, if you guys have any questions, comments, uh, feel free to leave them during the uh, during the times that we are uh, doing this, and we'll see you around all day. Ciao. All right, peace out. Hey, Isaac. Good to see you. Catch you later. It's the best day of your life, because the realest guy in the room is coming to the 5th Annual London Comic Con. Meet wrestling superstar and rapper Eric Arndt, formerly known as Enzo Amore, now known as The Real One. 
appearing Saturday and Sunday. The 5th Annual London Comic Con, presented by Start.ca, happens this October 26th to 28th at the Western Fair Agriplex. It's a three-day celebration of art, comics, and pop culture with celebrity guests, vendors, and more. Southwestern Ontario's largest fan event. Come meet from Star Trek The Next Generation, Marina Sirtis, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, James Marsters, Ted Raimi from Xena Warrior Princess, the Yellow Peril Ranger, Serena Vincent, the young Boba Fett from Star Wars Episode 2, Daniel Logan, from They Live, David Keith, from They Live, Keith David, Mr. McFreely from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, David Newell, and former UFC star and WWF Intercontinental Champion, Ken Shamrock. Plus more announcements still to come. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more information, go to londoncomiccon.ca. Thanks to super partners, Start.ca, M&T Printing, Lens Mill Stores, Heroes Comics, Toboggan Brewing, Western Fair District, and media partners, London's Best Rock, FM96, Classic Rock, Free 98.1, and Fanatics. London Comic Con. October 26th to 28th.
I did this on this uh, podcast called The Sharpshooter Podcast, available at thesharpshooterpodcast.ca. Apparently, it needs some editing, so I will do that after I get back tonight at like <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning, thanks to uh, Sean. But uh, yeah, you can check that at any time, and we do promote the Scumbags of Wrestling, and we are scumbags. So uh, we'll get into uh, match number two uh, for the show tonight. Uh, let's go with Scotty O'Shea versus uh, Kevin Blackwood. This has been like a year in the making with uh, Kill Screen, and you got Scotty O'Shea holding that secret over uh, Kevin Blackwood. Blackwood finally had enough after O'Shea kicked him out of the Northern Tournament, taking his spot, and Kevin had enough. Actually revealed what the secret was and refused to be under uh, Scotty's control anymore. So this is a huge grudge match, about a year in the making. Who do you got, Daniel? Uh, Blackwood. Kevin Blackwood, how's he going to win? Against the uh, Super Smash Brothers and well-oiled machines, 
anything can happen. Daniel, what do you got going for you on this? Normally, I would go with the machines, but I'm going to have to go with the Smash Brothers. I see probably the other members of Malice being involved. Yeah, and Chris, good pick. My pick is I'm going to go with Daniel. I'm going to say the Super Smash Brothers for the win. Uh, new tag team champions, but as well, I'm going to say that either Mike Rollins turns on Braxton Sutter, or Braxton Sutter turns on Mike Rollins, and I'm going to say, honestly, thinking about it, uh, Braxton Sutter is going to turn on Mike Rollins in this match, so you see a breakup of that team, so a new SSB tag team champions, though. Sean? I am going to go with the Super Smash Brothers, and just to correct you, uh, Chris, it's Al Pepper Parks.
amazing matches against each other, but when they're on the same page, they're also unstoppable with the uh, pillars. Tonight, they're going against each other. It's finally uh, capping to a head. Last man standing, Anthony Kingdom James is probably going to be a ringside, but might not be able to do much as he recently had hip surgery, but he now has a cane with him, so we could have some Mr. Fuji action going on. Or Freddie Blassie. Or Freddie Blassie. Uh, with the uh, weapon. Who do you guys have for uh, going last man standing? Who will not answer the 10 count? You know, I guess I'll start this one. Three simple words. Punch, kick, chop. There we go. Daniel? I'm going to have to go with Suave. Sebastian Suave and Sean, who you got? I'm going with um, Tarek as well. Uh, it just seems to be uh, the time for Tarek to finally rise above this whole uh, deal with Sebastian. They've been eight years uh, together. Sebastian was somewhat a mentor to Tarek and it was kind of odd. Uh, last night I came across a posting by Sebastian and he's rather nervous about tonight uh, but not really as far as butterflies and everything. He's just going to have his heart on his sleeve. He said this is a huge night for him as far as uh, being on broadcast with the Fight Network. This is the second time that they've uh, had the Super Showdown on the fight. And, yeah, I don't know what really his message uh, had going on, whether it's uh, nerves for future for the broadcast or his own career. Uh, I did copy off the... Uh, post that he made. I don't know, Daniel, would you like to read what he said? And we'll try and analyze it. Uh, it says, please read, tomorrow, this Sunday, uh, this Sunday, is the most important match of my career. For those of you who are regulars as fans or peers at Smash Wrestling, you get it. It's Super Showdown. This is the stage. Opportunities are presented. Moments are made. Careers change and respect is earned on this night each year. In this country, this stage matters, and for the second year in a row, we have the privilege to showcase our moment internationally on Fight.net.
But also, he hasn't really wrestled much over the last couple of uh, months due to a knee injury. But he's committed to this uh, match. So I'm wondering if his own physical uh, physical well-being is in question at the moment. And he's just going to, as he said, put his heart on his sleeve and give his all for this match for the fans who have supported Smash Wrestling for the last six years. Any thoughts on what he uh, posted, guys? Um, it's Sebastian Suave, the endorsement. He's got Kingdom with him. Um, it could be a swerve. You never know. Uh, he could be branching off from the pillars. He could be maybe creating a new stable. Or maybe it's legit. Um, it's hard to say because it's Sebastian Suave. So I'd like to believe his words, but there's a part of me that thinks it's BS. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see at the end of today. Understandable. Uh, so, yeah. Well, it's, uh, as I said, this is going to be the match of the night, in my opinion. And uh, then we'll look forward to the next 24 to 48 hours to see if he does follow up with any statement of why he's so nervous about uh, today's uh, match. And then our main event is going to be Jeff Cobb, uh, Brody King, and PCO Pierre Carroulet in a triple threat match. So any uh, thoughts on this one, Daniel? on this one um, I like to say PCO simply simply because of the fact that he's been around since I think man I was a teenager and he's still doing his thing and he's uh, still kicking ass and taking knees but after seeing Jeff Cobb on Ring of Honor this past Tuesday I'm going to have to say I don't think there's anybody that can beat Cobb great at this point anyway so I say Cobb picks up the win in this one yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Jeff Cobb as well. I'm not too familiar with Brody King. And, of course, as you said, Pierre Carolette, he was one of the uh, one half of the Quebecers with Jacques Rougeau. He was Jean-Pierre Lafitte who stole Bret Hart's uh, jacket that his mom made. Oh, boo-hoo, Bret. Um, so, this guy's been around a long while, but he's really invented, reinvented himself. And he's sort of like a Frankenstein monster. Hey guys, we're looking to make a big splash at the Canusa Classic happening during London Comic Con. Show your uh, scumbag colors by going to twistedmerch.com where Twisted Tees is going to be selling our t-shirts. You can get the original Scumbags of Wrestling logo shirt based off the WWF Superstars of Wrestling logo. There's also the Scumbags of Wrestling Raw is War inspired logo. Plus, 
brand new to the collection is our Scumbags of Wrestling podcast logo based on the Survivor Series. Get your t-shirts now for $25. If you order directly through me, I'll save you the shipping and handling, and I'll donate some of the uh, proceeds to Cody Diener's latest Giver for Charity event. So be sure to get your t-shirts in time for Comic-Con during October 26th to 28th. Uh, go to Twisted Tees at twistedmerch.com. Support the Scumbags of Wrestling, support this podcast, and support Cody Diener's Gear for Charity. Uh, 
is it Violet Lee, uh, her first official uh, singles match? Yeah, that's why it is. So, were you at the last show that took place at the London Music Hall? Uh, yeah. What did you think of Violet Lee and the uh, the mixed um, uh, the six uh, person tag team match there? Uh, they all did a great job. Yeah, she was uh, definitely a standout, though, eh? Yeah. Uh, Sean, I know you weren't there, but you've probably seen clips and stuff. And I know you've seen Violet uh, in person at uh, Tyson School. Uh, your thoughts on her, uh, I guess, her match against Xana and whether or not she's um, potentially, you know, going to make it big? Yeah, uh, well, I saw actually that match uh, being put together at the Tyson Dukes uh, Wrestling School, so I knew everybody in attendance was going to have uh, quite the uh, match to watch, and uh, yeah, those guys are like sponges and picking up everything that Tyson's teaching them really well, and there's nothing but a uh, bright future for all six that were involved. And especially uh, Violet, she has a good future uh, coming up. And I think you know, it would be nice to see her take uh, the victory over Xander Bale in that uh, match. So after that, uh, they're actually going back to Kitchener on September 30th at the Taste of Tannery with Don't Tempt uh, Fate. On that uh, card, there is uh, Xander Bale versus Jody Threat, and a Buffalo four-way uh, having Garcia, Bennett, Puff, and uh, Blackwood all uh, facing off against each other. These guys travel up and down the road and across the border together. They train together over at Grapplers Anonymous with Pepper Perks, and uh, that one should be an excellent match. Hopefully, uh, I can find a way of going up the road uh, to see that in Kitchener. Yeah, what's that date again? September 30th at the Taste of the Tanner. So that, that might be doable for me. If I'm not at the 23rd, I'll hopefully make it out to the 30th show. Yeah, that one's a question mark for me because my anniversary with Louisa is uh, September 28th. So that weekend might be my celebration time. And if I make it there, then it's probably because she's working and we've got other plans. So yeah, so if you see us both at those separate shows, uh, and Sean's at one and I'm at the other, you'll know why. So uh, the anniversaries take precedence over wrestling. Not always if you're Miz and Maurice or, say, Daniel Bryan and Bree, but uh, in this case, uh, yeah, as wrestling fans, um, I don't know, we got to keep the significance happy, I think. Yeah. But for those who can uh, attend also the Kitchen Show and are based here in uh, London, like we are, there is the exciting news that we talked about on our last show with Jake, is that October 27th at London Comic Con, there's going to be the first time outside of the uh, Toronto area, the Canusa Classic. And so far, uh, we have one member from Team Canada uh, announced, and that is Lefisto. She uh, was uh, team captain of uh, Team Canada a couple of years ago. And on Team USA is Veta Scott, with more names to be uh, released, I guess, weekly as we uh, get towards uh, the Canusa Classic. So, guys, your thoughts on the Canusa Classic, the fact that it's an all-women's show. The night before, WWE puts on what they claim is their big, groundbreaking moment of evolution that actually other companies have beat them to. 
So, correction on this podcast show is that it's not Leva Bates going, it is Veda Scott. Um, so, Sean corrected me on that. So, anybody who listened to the Scumbags, sorry, the Sharpshooter podcast this week, yep, uh, Sean corrected me. That's that's karma coming back at me for making fun of him for losing the uh, predictions last week. As far as the shows go, though, uh, congratulations, London, for bringing this in. Congratulations to Jake and the London uh, Comic Con, as Jones would correct me. But anyways, um, I guarantee anybody who is a wrestling fan, come down and see it. Don't waste your money on WWE Evolution. If you're already subscribed to the network, watch both. But I guarantee the Canoose is going to be a heck of a lot better than, say, the WWE Evolution pay-per-view. Especially if rumored matches like Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella take place. So, Daniel, your thoughts on the Canusa? Uh, another one I can't wait to see. <laughs> all right, are you looking forward to Evolution at all? I'll watch it, but probably not on the same day. All right, so what's... Well, what's two different days, the 27th, 28th, and yeah, we know that you're definitely into uh, the women's side of uh, the wrestling uh, right now and wanting to meet up with them, so those that whole weekend should be a really good weekend for you. Yeah, so far the two that have been announced, I don't know anything about them. So, <laughs> so I can I can fill you in on this. Lufisto has been wrestling for quite a while now. Um, I once interviewed her back 12, 13 years ago. Uh, Sean and I actually got to meet her. What was it? Uh, three, four, three, four years ago, maybe. Something like that. At an event that didn't take place, but uh, this was a pre-party event uh, with ECW's Angel Medina being there, so it was kind of cool. Um, Necro Butcher was actually at that thing and bought him a beer, but uh, very interactive. Lufisto was there with um, a girl by the name of Leah Von Dutch, so LVD. But Lufisto is a very tough woman, but when it comes down to it, very sweetheart as well, and um, she's very tough in the ring. She's one of those girls like Vanessa Craven that could kick any guy's ass, so. And uh, not Leva Bates, but Vita Scott. Don't know too much about her. Sean, any idea what she's like? Uh, no, I haven't seen much of her. I know I uh, definitely want to be looking at YouTube videos and trying to uh, figure out everybody and get some knowledge, and hopefully we can uh, bring them to everybody on uh, whether it's live or uh, on delay podcast by part of uh, Comic-Con and interview everybody. So have you... You know, I guess this is me interviewing Sean right now on his uh, his live Facebook feed. But have you let the news break as far as anything's going on with Scumbags and Comic Con yet? Uh, not at the moment. Uh, we are working on. Uh, well, actually, I think we did talk about it with Jake. The fact that there's going to be a wrestling area uh, for Comic Con, and the plan is to try and uh, have our own booth where we're going to be able to have uh, guests available and uh, do interviews. So yeah, Sean, uh, rumor has that Sean's going to be wearing a kilt. Uh, there might be uh, a couple of coconuts lying around. Uh, Jimmy Stuka style, Roddy Roddy Piper, who knows. But uh, anyways, uh, Sean's got something big yeah. planned for a London Comic Con with the Canusa Classic taking place. Um, look forward to seeing what they have, uh, you know, as far as the wrestling section as well as the whole style of series of matchups going on that night. Um, Sean, I, here's here's something for you. With Canusa taking place, and you being um, you know, somewhat tight with the, the Wrestling Factory uh, Tyson School there, do you think we're going to see Violet Lee take part in this? I would hope so, but it's still early in the uh, plannings. Um, 
I don't know who all is going to be booked. There is obviously our own fantasy uh, booking that we'd love to see of who from Canada, who from the U.S. Because, you know, we saw people like uh, Tessa Blanchard, we have uh, Casey Spinelli. You know, there's so many that have come into Smash Wrestling over the last while that until we find out uh, from... uh, James, Sebastian, or uh, anybody else from uh, Smash, then we have to just wait and see uh, what happens, but love to uh, see any of those ones come, or even some new ones like we're seeing Feta Scott. There, I'm going to say this to anybody who's working with Smash Wrestling, if they see this, um, I know you've got nine girls left to bring in for the uh, women's side for Team Canada, so my request is bringing Nicole Matthews from uh, BC. Uh, she'll be free and clear from the May Young Classic at that point, so if you have the ability to bring her in, bring Nicole Matthews in. Any requests, Daniel, on who you'd like to see at the Canusa? Uh, Shotzi Shotzi. Uh, she was back at Smash a couple, uh, couple months ago. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to see her. Sean, uh, your thoughts on maybe Shotzi coming in for this? That would be a good uh, pickup. She did uh, work her first, uh, I believe, uh, her Smash Wrestling match was her first one in uh, Canada, for that matter. So a return would be uh, really good. She did have a match with uh, Vanessa Craven as a uh, three-way. I believe Jody Threat was the other one, so Jody Threat could uh, possibly be in there as well. Like, there's so many rich, talented women in wrestling right now that are not under the WWE banner that could come and I think it's going to be a, a standout show. Can I put a challenge out here? Sure. Alright, Jake the challenge for you. If Daniel gets his wish and Shotzi Blackheart comes in, I will give $50 to Cody Diener's charity uh, for the month of October to watch her put you through a table. <laughs> so Jake, if you want to go through a table for Cody Diener's charity... Uh, the challenge is there, and yeah, I'm looking forward to response. Awesome. So, and then there's a history that I tried to uh, get an interview with her during Shockstock, and if that happens, we'll uh, try and follow up with that as uh, we tried to back then. But who knows? Like I said, only uh, those that are in the know, maybe uh, Jake, Alan Taylor, James Key. So, if we can get any exclusives today, well, uh, at the Super Showdown, we'll uh, be sure to bring it to you guys. One final note, though, we did uh, mention Casey Spinelli. Uh, on our last road trip, we had that uh, remark that she posted about some uh, fan that has caused her some issues, and it looked like she was going away. Well, right after that, we ended up seeing her at Impact, and then a whack load of uh, bookings have happened since and advertisings for her. So, I guess on behalf of the scumbags, we're happy that uh, that decision got uh, scrapped within six hours, I guess, of posting, and that she's uh, continuing on with her uh, wrestling career and hope to uh, see her in London eventually, maybe even at the uh, Canusa. So, keep up the great work in uh, entertainment, uh, Casey, and hopefully everything gets uh, solved on the other end of uh, your personal issues. Hashtag.
Ontario. It's the hardcore legend letting you know that I will be bringing my 20 years of hell tour to London, and I'm looking down, oh, at the London Music Hall. Man, that's an incredible place, an incredible venue. I know VIP tickets, as well as general admission, are still on sale, and I will be bringing to life that infamous night from 1998 when I walked down the aisle, a man returned a legend. You won't want to miss it. I'll be talking about it, probably exaggerating the tales, but I'll be doing it right there in London on September 7th. Yeah, realmcfoley.com, your place to go for tickets and information. That's right. On Friday, September 7th, the London Music Hall, Summer Camp Productions, and Bogart Entertainment present McFoley, 20 Years of Hell. Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, WD Hardcore Superstar. Climb on board the 20 Years of Hell Tour for a thrill ride 20 years in the making. As Mick Foley, professional wrestling's hardcore legend, takes audiences on an in-depth look at the most famous match of his Hall of Fame career and perhaps the most talked about match in sports entertainment history. With his trademark blend of wit and wisdom, wildness and warmth, that shot of two of his memoirs to the top of the New York Times bestsellers list, Foley will use every tool in his arsenal, dozens of classic promos, hundreds of hours on stage, thousands of matches, and almost a million published words to weave a spellbinding web of stories designed to take fans along for the journey back to June 28, 1998, the night of the infamous Hell in a Cell match. It was the night that Foley somehow survived two spine-rattling falls off and through the ominous cell structure. Shrugging off a stint of unconsciousness and finishing the match with a front tooth lodged in his nose. Finding humor in the most unlikely of places, 20 years of hell, brings the laughs but is much more than just a comedic one-man show. He will make you feel like you were there, right there in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, watching history write itself. By equal turns of laughs, out loud, funny, stunning, and surreal, and heartwarmingly real, 20 Years of Hell is one of the lifetime chances you hear wrestling's finest storytellers talking about the night he walked down the aisle a wrestler and walked away a legend. Each show begins with Mick's recollection of wrestling in the town he was performing in and will conclude with a candid 30 to 45 minute Q&A where all subjects is fair game. Tickets are available now at limited VIP seats that are available too. 8pm at the London Music Hall. GTA, which is uh, weird. So, 
The three of us are now heading to Freshco. Why are we heading to Freshco? Well, Daniel, why are we heading to Freshco? Animal crackers. Animal crackers it is for the muscle. As he talks about all the time on The Hangover with Scott Hunter, which you can find on Facebook Live every Thursday at 11 o'clock after Smash Wrestling on the Fight Network. As well as afterwards on YouTube. And on YouTube. We usually try sharing it in our Facebook group uh, when it goes live at 11. And, well, we get to dump down our uh, brain cells for a while while we uh, listen to the muscle. Oh, pizza fan. We dropped your pizza. He dropped his pizza. <laughs> what is going on here? Dog, it's a treat. Maloney dropped his pizza. Oh, what a shame. Hopefully we get more animal crackers then. Thank God it was only $5.99, I'll tell you that much. For a small one-topping pizza and a pop, $5.99 at Domino's. Daniel, watch out for yours. So yeah, we're almost at a fresh co. I don't know who's out watching. There's absolutely nobody watching. That's okay. Yeah, you can watch it later. You can watch it later. You can watch it a year from now. <laughs> it will always be here. So we're approaching Freshco, and we'll see where the animal crackers are. And hopefully, we'll see the muscle later on, because he's still looking for a job, and maybe even the blue truck. <laughs> so. Let's go on this adventure. Hello. I flipped the camera the other way. Now we're seeing people coming towards us. And we got Freshco. Used to be Price Choppers. But it's now Freshco. Look at the fine people in Toronto today. How are you? Hello, fine people of Toronto. Not so friendly, are they? Clearly, we're tourists. Oh, we're going to figure out the garbage. Oh, that wasn't too hard. That is a garbage. No litter in Toronto. So, our opening is right over here, you guys. If you're in the Toronto area, you can come to Fresco. It's open until 10 p.m. Opened at 8 a.m. We are still filming. Hi, how are you? We're on the search for animal crackers. Oh, we got shut down, guys. We'll be back in a moment. My name is The Muscle, Smash Wrestling's hottest free agent. I toss bodies and wheel hotties, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast. Uh, the manager doesn't like it. So, okay. Is it close anywhere? 
ignores my question. Is it posted anywhere? Uh, not that I'm aware of. And then she goes on to say, is my image in this thing? Sean lets is. you know it's a video. She kind of freaks out and takes off the other way. So, not sure she knows how to do her job properly. Well, she's freaking out taking off the other way because all of a sudden she might be on video, not sure who she's hiding from. Now people are in that store, no security at the front door. So good job, Fresco. Anyways, we did get around about crackers. And Muscle will enjoy them later on today in his fanny pack if he's so choosing to wear it today. So long story short, if you're security, any place in this entire world, first of all, know the rules. Second of all, know how to do your job. Yeah, and as a former security guard myself, like, just because somebody filmed me, if I'm doing their, my job properly, then, hey, keep it up. I don't care. I wasn't in the video. So, anyways, we have our crackers. Daniel, do you think he'll sign them? Yep. And Daniel still got his pizza, by the way. Yeah. It survived Drop the trip. The Did we pass your pizza? Uh, Where did he get picked up? There yeah. were two dogs that were picking apart. Uh, we got uh, in a dog fight or something? Maybe. I just think my Coke Zero back here. I was going to attempt taking it back, but this is Toronto. And you I never know what. The, the paper box? Yeah. yeah. Not even sure I would trust it in London. But anyway, whatever the case, I'm sure the uh, Phoenix sells beverages. So on that note, we're going to check out of here for a couple minutes. Hope you are enjoying our little, lovely uh, road trip diary. This is the streets of Toronto, going past the library right now. You made us. Can we swear? Yeah, it's live. Whatever. It's fucked right now. But you guys got to use the washroom here. <laughs> Was it clean? Uh, the, no soap. Uh, okay, I'm not surprised because unfortunately the people around here didn't seem that, yeah. And security at the library it's, as well. It's sketchy. Security at the library. Gotta be safe in Toronto. But Never he was know. friendly. He was friendly, too. So we're at 50 50 right now on security. So we'll see you guys later inside the Phoenix. Hold on, this is why maybe maybe we can hire the muscle as our security. True. That, there we muscle could have a job. <laughs> but he might not be able to go in Freshco. He doesn't uh, wear a shirt, <laughs> just a chain. Yeah, that gold chain might be uh, might be probably good. Yeah, she might get upset and take it away from him and then kick him out because he's not wearing a shirt and I don't know. Well, maybe she disappeared for other reasons then. True. <laughs> it is the muscle. Read his shirt. You got your animal crackers? We're on our way. We'll see you inside the Phoenix later on. Ciao. If you're looking to get into the wrestling business, check out the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory. This school is located right here in London, Ontario, Canada. Learn from one of Canada's best wrestlers around. It's located at 309 Exeter Road, and it's open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 6 p.m. till 8.30 p.m. The Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory, teaching the new generation of hopefuls into superstars. Music Hall, but it's got some history behind it. So, uh, uh, surprised to see it 
autographs already. So it's a pretty good event. Yeah, so we're going to go uh, explore. Let's check this place out. We're going to go on a roof. Hey, Christine. He made it here. We're alive. We're here. And Dave, wish you were here, man. Hey, there's the tacos. How's the tacos going? They're awesome. No one's coming over yet, but part of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Oh, sounds awesome. We're going live on Facebook. So we'll see all this great taco action. Probably as good, if not better, than the wrestling action. Which is hard to say, considering Smash has awesome action. Let's check out who is signing autographs and checking out. Some merchandise from Vanessa Craven, the SSB. Actually, in Domino's, I would have maybe interviewed him at that time. See, now 
Coming this October 26th to 28th at the Western Fair Agriplex, it's the 5th Annual London Comic Con, presented by Start.ca and London's Best Rock FM 96. Scheduled to appear are 
former UFC champion and former WWE Intercontinental Hardcore and Tag Team Champion, Ken Shamrock, the most dangerous man on the planet. You'll also see from Star Trek The Next Generation, Deanna Troy, Maria Sirtis, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Spike, James Marsters, the Yellow Power Ranger, Serena Vincent, Ted Raimi from Ash vs. Evil Dead and Xena Warrior Princess. Star Wars bounty hunter himself, Boba Fett, Daniel Logan will appear. Plus many more names to be announced in the upcoming weeks. It's a three-day celebration of art, comics, and pop culture with celebrity guests, vendors, and more. Don't miss Southwestern Ontario's largest fan event. Tickets are on sale now. For more information, go to londoncomiccon.ca.
match tonight. Good to see you. Thank you, man. Yeah, we're live on uh, Facebook with uh, the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Brent Money Banks, and you are listening to Scumbags of Wrestling. Scumbags is money.
back there? Uh, we'll find out in just a moment. Should we go back there, shouldn't we?
it's Jody Thread, and you're listening to Scumbag Podcast. Hey guys, we're we are live again. There we go. You probably can't see much of us because it is dark. Uh, it's almost 10:20 in the evening on Sunday. We're heading back from Toronto. We just finished watching Smash Wrestling's uh, Super Showdown Six, and wow. Um, Amazing show. Well, uh, Daniel, you still with us? Yeah. Still back there someplace. Daniel is with us. We still have uh, Chris from the Sharpshooter, and we're uh, heading home, taking the trip through Brantford after getting some uh, fuel and some uh, grub. And we're going to uh, run down the uh, show for Super Showdown. Sorry, I didn't get a chance to uh, tell everybody what happened. Oh, that was a dead down one, I think. Uh, tell everybody what happened in the uh, second half of the show because we got distracted with uh, seeing Tarek and also uh, Tessa Blanchard. Blanchard. But we are uh, going to run down the entire show from this point on. So, guys, what did you think of the uh, Phoenix? Um, well, I've never been there before, so I'll be the first to start. Uh, a lot smaller than the music hall. Um, but I'll tell you this, a lot more intimate. Um, I didn't realize that until probably the second half, and all of a sudden they had the uh, uh, TLB match, the Tables, ladder, uh, Ladders, and Boxes match, and they were absolutely going nuts, you know, shit all over the place, and of course Mike Rollins' match, it's going to happen. And you, next thing you know, everybody's standing, chairs all over the place, and you realize how many freaking people were in there. But you didn't feel trapped. It felt just like basically like holy shit, like ECW kind of experience. But of course, Smash Wrestling 2018. So I didn't mind the venue. I'd definitely go back and see again. Um, again, I think I said this earlier tonight. It looks a lot different on TV. Uh, but I mean, for the venue to know uh, what we had seen tonight, especially main event style. Um, yeah, I'd definitely go back and uh, yeah, definitely. You know, um, I mean, the only thing I can say bad about the Phoenix is. Uh, security doesn't seem the best there as far as knowing what they're doing. Um, but that seemed to be an all afternoon thing. Yeah, they were going to take our cookies. <laughs> Hashtag animal crackers. But, uh, anyways, um, no, I'd definitely go back to the Phoenix again. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, enjoyed the venue tonight. Awesome. Daniel, what was your thought of uh, the Phoenix in general? Uh, it was pretty cool. Also, my first time, I'd definitely check it out again. Now, uh, Sean, you'd been there before, eh? Yeah, this was my second trip uh, there, and uh, we're definitely spoiled uh, with having uh, the big screen at the London Music Hall. And A&W. And the A&W, yeah. Uh, I must admit, taco guy, I uh, do love his tacos and fresh tacos uh, there, so that is the upside to the Phoenix. However, it's a one-man show, so you got to kind of uh, be patient when you're in your food room, but still... Excellent food, what they do have there. Um, yeah, it's definitely, in my feeling, a little bit downgraded since we feel spoiled at uh, London Music Hall. So props to the London Music Hall for uh, having a really great venue for Smash to come to. Um, I guess that brings us to the start of the show. Well, I want to make one note. Yeah. I will say this about the, uh, the venue we're at tonight. Fact is, Phoenix had people sitting in the upper level, and that, that is my only one complaint with regards to Smash Wrestling in London. 
is if you could let people sit up at the London Music Hall on the second level, I think it'd be, again, more people in the, you know, actual the venue. But uh, they had uh, post-wrestling was there tonight and different crowd shots coming from the upper deck. And I was kind of jealous, so smash it. Maybe you can think about maybe even within a year or so of seeing if you can open up that second level for uh, fans at the London Music Hall. That would be cool. Well, apparently this was actually the first time that uh, the second level was opened at the Phoenix. Well, I didn't know that. You never know if they're willing to uh, try that at the Phoenix. It could uh, become a possibility at London Music Hall. I guess we just need to... uh, let our voices be heard and pressure them to uh, consider that since they did it uh, tonight at the Phoenix. Yeah, I'll, I'll let people know I'm that idiot who sits there on his cell phone taking pictures the entire night. Uh, did it impact when I went and I saw myself on TV? I was like, man, what a jackass. <laughs> but I think. down the whole time. Yeah, but I think some of the shots getting from the upper deck at the London Music Hall would be kind of cool. But, anyways, uh, we'll, we'll uh, have to wait and see. But I'll let Sean run down the card here. Yeah, so the first match right out of the gate was the one that I thought was definitely going to be match of the night and I still think it kind of uh, lived up to that hype and it served a reason for being the first match with what happened at the end of the night. So our first match of the night was the last man standing match with Sebastian Suave and having Anthony Kingdom James in his corner taking on Tarek. As I said earlier, this has been a long time in the making. Good friends, better enemies uh, with these two. And yeah, it went all over the place and included kendo sticks, a multitude of uh, chairs, and chain blood going on. Tarek, uh, as I think all of us uh, predicted, took the uh, victory on that one. Guys, your thoughts on the match, uh, Daniel? Uh, really cool. And also, they had the, the handcuffs. Yeah, they did have the handcuffs. Um, I'll, I'll end this with my thoughts. Holy fucking shit. Until I get uh, uh, rated to say PG. But yeah, again, holy fucking shit. Uh, this was opening match. And we had caught wind from one of the security guys of what was going to start the second half and what was going to start the, uh, the first half. And when I told Sean the first match after the uh, the opening match with Puff, Sean was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And sure enough, you watched this. And I was like, holy, again, holy fucking shit. This thing went probably at least 20 minutes, I would say. And everything from steel chairs to uh, Sebastian got busted open to kendo sticks to tables I believe to handcuffs to chains I mean this um, chain wrapped around Tarek's knee yeah and I mean this match alone probably would have been worth the price of admission alone but um, yeah I mean as Sean Sean was saying uh, definitely when you uh, know about the full card why they set this match up first was absolutely phenomenal I I thought it was interesting as well like even with how much uh, Sebastian was bleeding and he was getting attention with a towel uh, before leaving. Tarek pushed um, Jay Smith, the referee, away, and uh, both Tarek and Sebastian gave each other props. Once again, good friends, better enemies. Yeah, so two of the pillars of Smash Wrestling right there in the opener, so. Um, you did, uh, I need to correct myself, that was the opening of the main card, you were correct. 
there was a six-man tag, and no disrespect to Puff, but Puff was on the uh, one side with two guys. I'm not even sure. I uh, didn't really catch their name. And then Mark Wheeler on the other and side. Mark Wheeler was on the other side with two other guys that I didn't catch their name on. But, yeah, there was a uh, lot of action going on with them, and Puff ended up getting the win for his team. Uh, but that was being filmed for a documentary that I'm assuming one of those six guys are involved with and so they also needed us to hype up the crowd and hopefully that we'll find out what that documentary is and be able to see it ourselves. The good news is the crowd was responsive. So. Exactly. So the next match on the main card was uh, Vanessa Craven against Tessa Blanchard. Uh, Tessa didn't come out with her title because it's Impact Wrestling, not uh, Smash Wrestling uh, belt. But uh, two ladies uh, went at it. They were all over the place. Craven uh, definitely outmuscled and used her size advantage over Tessa, and it did become too much. And Tessa did uh, fall to Vanessa Craven. Both uh, women did put on a great uh, match. So I was hyped simply because of the fact, well, two reasons. Number one, you got Tessa being as strong as she looks, taking on Vanessa Craven, who's the mountain, uh, just a beast of a lady. Um, and then number two, you got, like I said, 2017 Mae Young Classic competitor against 2018 Mae Young Classic competitor. One being Canadian, one being American. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to play out down the road as far as any kind of promotions go, but it'd be cool to see a rematch down the road. Um, Knowing that Tessa had worked last night for a different promotion, I was kind of wondering what kind of shape she was going to be in physically, but she uh, she held her own against Vanessa Craven. But uh, yeah, I called it. I went uh, officially two for two as my picks. Uh, Tarek winning the first one and then uh, Tessa losing the second one. Uh, but yeah, I definitely I'd want to see these two ladies go at it again. And we'll go to the ladies' man now. What did you think of the match? Uh, hopefully they have another match sometime down the line because this one so, were you happy with the finish? Like, were you happy with Craven winning? Uh, I did pick Tessa, but also I picked uh, Sebastian, which made me 0-2. 0-2. Yeah. And what, what were you at at this point, Sean? I was 2-2, two because two, I picked uh, Tarek and I picked, I picked Vanessa to win on those matches. So, I was doing well. Our next match up was Kevin Blackwood against uh, Skydy O'Shea in the grudge match that was a year in the making. And yeah, they were definitely hard hitting all the way, uh, flying all over the place. Um, they were clotheslining each other, double clotheslines after double clotheslines. So they definitely knew each other's moves and what to expect from each other. So. Who was going to make the mistake first, it seemed. And unfortunately, it was Kevin Blackwood. And uh, oddly enough, I think David uh, called it in a way, figuring that uh, there was going to be some more members showing up uh, to join Scotty O'Shea and form a bigger faction for kill screen than just the tag team that they were. Just a small note, looks like David's watching right now, so uh, you called that one. You got that one, Dave. So, uh, yeah, 
Scotty O'Shea uh, pulled it out and he had the distraction from the uh, new members of uh, Kill Screen. Yeah, so as Sean was saying about the two new members and we talked about this after the show was over, uh, no, you know, masks did come off. We have no idea who these two guys are yet. Um, I think I saw a comment. Uh, I, was, I think it was on Instagram about was one of those guys Daniel Garcia not to my knowledge uh, Sean's prediction or Sean's thoughts was maybe it's two students from uh, Tyson's school well it could have been anybody at that point because you know until they are ready to reveal who it is what the sorry we're running into some dead ends yeah we're kind of uh, lost right now looking for detour signs we are uh, uh, okay we're back where we should be Sorry, guys. Welcome just... to Oxford County. Yeah, we're good. All right, Sean says we're good. I know where we are, but good old uh, construction season. Gotta love it. Sorry, back to our uh, conversation, though. Um, at this moment, until uh, they're ready to reveal who it is, it can be anybody pulling double duty or a new student, and it'll be, I guess, a shocker when it is revealed of who is helping O'Shea. What did you think of the match there, Daniel, as well as uh, any kind of predictions as far as who the two new guys are going to be? Uh, not too sure who the, the t- two that came out, but uh, I would have to say Blackwood, he had the upper hand most of the, most, most of the match until near the end. Yeah, it looked like at one point there was a, blo- a Brock Lesnar uh, suplex thing going on between the two guys where they're exchanging uh, German suplexes but then as Daniel had just said Blackwood had uh, got the upper hand until these uh, these two new guys had come down and made their mark so uh, interesting to see where it's going to go it looks like it's going to continue though um, so I mean again you've got uh, you know not necessarily the pillars of Smash Wrestling but you've got uh, two of the originals of Smash and uh, nothing but good things coming from Kevin Blackwood nowadays and the new guys being with Scotty O'Shea, I think it's going to be a good thing. So, you know, the more talent, the merrier. Yeah, so, unfortunately, I think we all got that one wrong because we were hoping for Kevin Blackwood to pull out. But it's not necessarily going to end the story at this uh, Super Showdown. They're going to continue on for a little bit longer. And Blackwood's going to have to find somebody to uh, side, I guess, to counter Scotty O'Shea. So that took us uh, what, to our four, uh, fatal four-way match. Yep. And we had uh, John Greed versus Kevin Bennett versus Daniel Garcia versus uh, yeah Brent Banks. And uh, yeah, everybody came out to do their thing. And Kevin Bennett, I guess after his experience of being one of... Uh, Same thing as No Way Jose's uh, troop, and they uh, helped him out 
also like the Rosebuds, except for nobody was wearing a cheeseburger costume. Uh, so they were high flying all over the place, some hard hitting, especially with greed involved. There was some uh, planches all over the place, over the top ropes. And by the time everything was said and done, Red Death, Daniel Garcia, my pick to win the match, did win the match. And uh, yeah, definitely a great year for that kid. Yeah, boo to that, by the way. Sean takes the lead in his picks. Uh, Daniel, what did you think of that match and the um, Kevin Bennett experience becoming the Kevin Bennett, uh, the, I don't know, the soul, uh, soul Train? Another good match. Definitely there was a, a lot of high flying in it. <laughs> what did you think about that one spot where there's a suplex off the uh, the corner into the, the whole Kevin Bennett? Uh, yeah. That was a pretty cool set, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted Kevin Bennett to win. I, I mean, I'll, I'll take it for what it's worth that he came out with a new gimmick. Um, I don't know if it's going to travel with them, but it was definitely good to see tonight. Yeah, and that was including some of uh, Tyson Dukes' uh, students. I recognized uh, at least three of them out there. And uh, then some other guys from probably another local organization uh, doing that. Sorry. Oh, no, that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, the... I'd like to see him continue with the, the gimmick because obviously the kind of Kevin Bennett experience uh, ran its course and he needs something uh, better to do, uh, new to do. So yeah, so um, yeah, I guess uh, Daniel Garcia continues on with his uh, winning ways. Yeah, and as you mentioned, it looks unfortunate at the moment that John Greed has nothing concrete going for him except for showing up and doing uh, matches that you can take 50-50 booking whether he's going to win or lose um, Brent Banks in that position is kind of odd because he's also one of the pillars so it would be nice to see him out of those uh, multi-man matches and being back in the contendership uh, pitcher so that's took us to the intermission where everybody started uh, setting up the ring for the BLT match, boxes, ladders, and tables, and everywhere you seem to look, there was boxes being placed, whether it was on the stage at the opening uh, entranceway, tons of boxes in the uh, ring, boxes on the bar, boxes actually behind us, and yeah, those guys just kept on opening more and more boxes, whether there was actual weapons, oil for the oil oil machines to start up, uh, the oil oil machines were even in one of the boxes to start the uh, match, there was ladders, there was tables, there was balls and tons of confetti, uh, Johnny B. Bad, bla bad Blasters, Well, oh, yeah, that's where that came from, uh, and there was a bike helmet, uh, a ball pit, Daniel ended up getting a ball that he got signed uh, by Stu Grayson and I believe Mike Rollins. And so eventually the ladders did make it out and Grayson got pushed off one into a bunch of boxes full of balloons and confetti and stuff. And by the time it was all said and done, the oil machines, contrary to what all of us guessed on that, when were able to climb the ladder and secure the titles and remain the only tag team champions for Smash Wrestling 
this date, and their title reign continues. Daniel, what'd you think of all the? What'd you think of the atmosphere when all that confetti and balloons and stuff was going on? You're still trying to watch a wrestling match. Uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and then um, surprised by the SSB losing, or were you? Uh, I mean, as the match uh, went on, were you? to come to think of it wasn't it no outside interference at all I mean there wasn't much outside interference to be had considering the fact that like Sean had said the amount of boxes that had been uh, you know placed around the, the ringside area um, that was the second tip off that I had of the night was where our seats were there was this huge kind of um, crate, crate covered in a black uh, sheet and I was like okay and the guys kept one guys kept joking around oh it's like electrical crap and uh, but sure enough, it ended up being like one of the major props of the match. So definitely interesting to see live. Uh, probably took about 200 photos. Uh, I told Sean as I'm taking the photos, one of my daughters was trying to call, and I kind of said, "No, nope, not talking to you right now. I'm taking pictures." But uh, anyways, CC, I love you. Um, but yeah, definitely entertaining match. Surprised to see Weld Machines. Uh... Are you looking to get your own? Scumbags Wrestling T-shirt or the Scumbags Podcast T-shirt? Well, look no further than our friends over at Twisted Tees at TwistedTeesMerch.com. Since their company launched in 2006, they've become one of the top screen printers known for their large, colorful, high-detailed prints. Their theory behind what they decide to print is simple. It's about keeping it real and taking you back to your early years, browsing through endless movies at your local video store, only to be sucked in by the very intriguing cover art. Even if the movie itself wasn't so great, it's that original cover that will always remain locked inside your head. Over the years, they've become even more creative with introducing limited edition designs. With the amazing feedback they received from their Warriors and Zombies hoodies, as well as their button-up work shirts. They will bring you even more one-of-a-kind designs. All of their products are screen-printed and embroidered directly in their shop. They don't use any outside sources to produce their goods, nor do they use cheap iron-ons. They guarantee heads will turn when you wear Twisted Tees to your next outing. Twisted Tees also provides printing for... Kill Effect, Shock Stock, Monsters of Schlock, Shadow uh, Windbrook, and Vagrancy Films. So look out for Twisted Tees online, once again, at TwistedTeesMerch.com, and get your own Scumbags of Wrestling t-shirt for just $25.
by the unsung heroes being the staff that work tirelessly to try and put this all together and he praised them for all the work that they do and he mentioned how Pepper Parks and Tyson Dukes have always thought of one way how can we celebrate them and thank them for all the work that they do and they finally came up with a way of doing that and Sebastian announced that on October 14th at the Rec Hall in Toronto they're going to have a free show it's not going to cost a single cent to anybody to be at it of course they're going to have to watch out for their uh, capacity at the uh, Rec Hall but beyond that everybody's going to get to go for free all the talent are working for free that night and they're going to be doing a uh, donation uh, sort of uh, thing where they'll pass around the hat or have some sort of bin or bucket for you to put a donation in and all that money that is raised during that show is going to be divided between the 25 staff members that make Smash Wrestling what it is for us, the fans, uh, and enjoyable for even the talent that want to keep on coming back. And so I think that's a great give back to the people who work so effort, like, with so much effort to put on this show for us to enjoy and I don't know how many other companies do that sort of thing and uh, that definitely makes Smash unique and the family atmosphere that it wants to be. What was your thought on uh, the announcement uh, that Sebastian made guys? Daniel? excited about a free show? Yeah. <laughs> it's not very often you hear about free shows with that kind of talent on it, I tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, my thoughts on it, I tell you this, I've been an indie wrestling fan for, well, give and take about almost two decades, and I've never heard about this happening before, and uh, I've met Sebastian a few times now, and um, uh, very stand-up guy, very, you know, tell like it is to the point, very skilled and you know, uh, when it comes to wrestling knowledge and as far as the promoter aspect of it, but again, you meet the guy and you basically, you know, he is who he, who he uh, you know, is. He's um, a legitimate guy and he's trying to do a legitimate thing for the staff that has kept Smash on the uh, on the wrestling map for, and Sean, you know this better than I would, how long Smash existed? Well, this was their sixth anniversary. Sixth anniversary to the day. Well, it's something like that. Or to the year. To the year. Yeah, so six years of an indie wrestling promotion doing better six years later, uh, not seeming to struggle on the Fight Network, obviously, and now getting the rub from Impact Wrestling and the Twitch specials coming up, as well as the recently announced the Canusa Classic taking place. So Growing into other uh, areas of uh, southwestern Ontario, whether it's Dresden or uh, Kitchener, yeah, it seems to just get bigger, and they want to have that family atmosphere. They recognize their fans who make the trip to come like in our case we came from London to Toronto and everybody we met whether it was Brad or Scott uh, Sebastian Tarek they all were just like hey good to see you guys thanks for coming and making this show possible and being a part of it and they genuinely want to have that outreach with their fans and I think that's what sort of makes me attracted to wanting to help them and why we do shows like this to help promote them.
because of the family serve style that they present and they know that without the fans they can't survive and we know without them we have nothing to enjoy so it's all working together to make something huge and successful it's not a huge corporation type deal like the WWE it's not huge or want to be huge like and uh, impact with their history of uh, being a big company and trying to maintain that they places like Smash still know where their grassroots are and they live up to it every day. So that's awesome and I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to that free show, but I definitely applaud Smash Wrestling for coming up with that idea and giving back to the people who make it possible. Yeah, for sure. And at one point even tonight, uh, when you talk about the support that they're getting, uh, like I said, Post Wrestling was there tonight, and Sean at one point was chatting up with John Pollock, which is kind of cool. Um, me, myself, I'll get a wedding the night before in, in Brantford. Uh, depending on how hungover I am, I might see if I can convince the wife to go to Toronto the next day. Uh, so you may see me at that show, but if I'm not at that show, um, uh, congrats for everything you're doing up there at Smash Wrestling, Sebastian, and Alan, and James, obviously, and all the uh, production crew that goes along with it. So then after uh, that announcement, Sebastian obviously and rightfully so got a huge standing ovation. Uh, fans recognized that it was him, not the character uh, doing it. And so we moved on to our semi-main event of the night with the triple threat involving uh, Brody King, Jeff Cobb, and PCO, who is not human. And... Wow, for big guys, as all three of them are, they definitely did not act like big guys. They were kind of wanting to be like cruiserweights, the way they were still flying around and throwing each other around. But you still saw the hard-hitting and big-pounding uh, actions of big men at the same time. And one time, I have no idea... Uh, at the moment, what PCO's uh, manager, sort of Dr. Frankenstein-ish uh, guy, uh, friend is, but he came out with a uh, set of jumper cables after uh, Brody King and Jeff Cobb had beat him down, and the lights went out, and he came out all mysteriously, like, sort of a, like Kane used to, and shocked PCO back to life. And PCO went on a rampage trying to uh, destroy Brody King. Trying to destroy Brody King and uh, Jeff Cobb. But in the long run, as some of us, I think all of us predicted, Jeff Cobb ended up pulling it out and he pinned Brody King. And everybody still was applauding. Uh, PCO wanted to come back. Here in London, we're actually going to get to see him at London Vacation. So, anybody who's listening to this and saw tonight's show and want to see PCO back, he may or may not come back to Toronto, but you can always come and join us at the Music Hall in London on uh, September 23rd for London Vacation because PCO is going to be entertaining us. Oh, got love road work in uh, Woodstock. That was a big bump. Sorry, guys. Um, so, thoughts on the triple threat match? Uh, well, two things. Number one, 
Uh, Sean's right about the cruiserweight thing. Um, these guys, I mean, I mean, they're not small guys, and they're basically doing their thing like Rey Mysterio style back in like uh, mid two thousands. So that was interesting to see. Uh, good match for sure. Um, Cobb again going over, which I think all three of us predicted. Uh, but number two was uh, when Sean was talking. I, I realized that uh, there was two chants of "Please come back" that took place tonight. Uh, one was Tessa Blanchard, and the other was uh, PCO. So uh, again, Sean mentioned that PCO is going to be in London. But um, amazing that this guy is 50 years old. He's got the gimmick that he has. And uh, when the lights went out, and like Sean had said, that Dr. Frankenstein thing going on, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> but it was uh, interesting to see, and um, you understand why maybe his character is uh, doing so well right now. Uh, uh, definitely a lot different from his pirate. So I don't know what just happened there. Maybe uh, we lost signal, or Chris accidentally hit something while holding the phone. Who knows? Yeah, I'm but, tired, but I'm not that tired. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, welcome back. Uh, so we were talking about the triple threat match. Daniel, what was your thought on the triple threat? Uh, for sure, definitely a hard-hitting match. Uh, also, we did see uh, Jeff Cobb before the match. And, uh, oh, yeah. Stopped off the heat. Yeah, he was at Domino's when we first arrived. Yeah, we, uh, I didn't even realize, and then Sean was like, you know who was at Domino's? I was like, who? Like, Jeff Cobb's like, you fucking serious? And, yeah, sure enough, but, um, opportunity missed. Yeah, we could have talked <laughs> to him on the podcast. Could have given the rest of my pizza I dropped on the ground. <laughs> well, anyways, but, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good match. Um, I went on team Cobb again. It's the second time I've seen him this week, once on TV for ROH, and, Obviously in the ring tonight, but again, guy moves like a cruiserweight, so hopefully London can land him sometime. Aloha. Uh, so, yeah, then that took us to the actual main event for the vacant uh, Smash Wrestling uh, Championship. And uh, Joey Janela came out first. We had already seen earlier in the night that they were questioning whether or not Tyson Dukes was going to be able to uh, take part in the match because he was still ailing from his knee injury that happened when Malice attacked him. Uh, the last time they were at the Phoenix, uh, they took out his knee and really attacked him. He, I guess, tried a lot to recuperate, but due to family issues also, um, he just couldn't get back in shape in time. Uh, from what he uh, told everybody and that he went to management and suggested somebody to take his place I guess since Malice was able to choose their replacement for Frankie TM he felt that he could choose his replacement since you know they did the same thing and he chose one of his guys one of the four pillars Tarek was chosen to come out and be his representative, and one of those two gentlemen, whether it was Tarek or Joey Janela, were going to become the seventh champion of Smash Wrestling. And so, of course, in true Tarek fashion, even though he still had all the marks on him from the uh, first match of the night, he went out there and both him and Janela gave it their all. They were going back and forth. All of a sudden, as things got closer to uh, the ending of the match, uh, Malice came out to attack 
Tarek, and so then uh, Tyson got into the ring, and all of a sudden Brent Banks and Sebastian Suave got there. You could hear uh, Brad and Scott wondering why is Sebastian even there, willing to fight on behalf of Tarek and help him out. But once again, they are the four pillars, good friends, better enemies, and they got their respect back after uh, their other match, so why not? He helped them out, and the pillars against Malice is how things uh, pretty much broke down. Jay Smith got taken out by an accidental uh, elbow from Tarek. Hey, yeah, John, you know, I want to say Jay Smith deserved it. Maybe so, but, you know, he still got uh, the elbow and got taken out for a while. Then all hell broke loose between the, uh, essentially, two factions. And by the time everything got cleared out, they kept on going. And Jay recovered in time to score the uh, pinfall for Tarek. And Tarek is now your new Smash Wrestling Champion, the seventh one to hold that title in the history of Smash Wrestling. So, interesting that that uh, show is bookended by Tarek, and rightfully so, I guess. He earned it from his earlier match, and great that he was able to recover and do the second match. Guys, your thoughts on uh, the match and the fact that Tarek is a new champion? Daniel? Well, I for sure did have my fingers crossed that it. Tyson would have won the title back, but I definitely good replacement. Yeah, I think we all, as soon as that was announced, I quickly checked with everybody, wondering, okay, is Janello taking this still, or are we going with Tarek? And we all unanimously said Tarek is going to take it this time. So, Chris, your thoughts on it? You know, I'm going to do the Corey Graves thing right now and say to Smash Wrestling, you're welcome. Uh, coincidentally enough, I might have released a podcast about 3 o'clock in the morning. Might have mentioned something about Tarek becoming champion because it was time was due. And sure enough, what do we do? We leave the show tonight. Who do we see last with a pitcher? And the championship belt is Tarek. So all I can say is you're welcome, Smash Wrestling. And uh, uh, again, um, it, you know, I guess truthfully it is good to see one of the original pillars become Smash Wrestling champion. After the fiasco with Frankie TM happened, um, I mean, I wanted to see Tyson, you know, take back that title. I think I mentioned my own podcast with regards to that. But if Tyson couldn't do it, and, you know, Brent Banks was, uh, you know, it was either going to be him or Tarek coming out. You you had to suspect from Tyson's announcement. But uh, Tarek, first time I saw him, exactly like his Twitter feed, Tarek hates you. I didn't think too much of him. And then ever since I've, you know, started watching him, and including the Fanshawe shows, uh, he grows on you. He's talented. He's uh, uh, good for the business. He's uh, almost seems like a student of the business. But, uh, yeah, Tarek, your new Smash Wrestling champion. And uh, it'd be interesting to see whether or not they keep it on the long term, uh, which I've learned about Smash Wrestling, or whether or not he's a transitional champion. But I'd like to see long term. Uh, Sean, on that note, as I'm holding this, I'm getting your comments coming in. Uh, David Sison, Sison, sorry for the mispronunciation, David, but he said uh, Northern didn't mean anything then. Not at this rate, unfortunately, but I think uh, the original idea was to have Frankie TM against uh, Tyson, 
in the rematch, and it could have gotten differently, but with, uh, I guess, legal issues with Frankie, they kind of needed to uh, find a different direction, and this is their new direction, because, uh, you know, Joey Janela, was he going to commit to being at Smash uh, long-term, coming and going, who knows, and Tyson, we've already seen Tyson for over 400 and days, I think it was, um, or 34, something like that, he had that belt, we've seen it, you know, Tarek is definitely an amazing choice to have, he is, as has been described, he's one of the pillars of Smash Wrestling, he's going to be around, we're going to have a champion unlike WD had with Brock Lesnar, unlike how Smash was going to have with Frankie TM, that is going to show up at shows, and the title is going to be there. The title is going to mean something. They've been without a champion for a few months now, but now that's in place, and it's only going to be better for Smash Wrestling to have that. So I think it's a good choice. It's not rehashing things with uh, Tyson, even though it doesn't overly make sense with Tyson being the winner of the Northern, but I think in the long run, everybody who made the decisions from the powers that be made the correct decision, and it's a good step forward for Smash Wrestling. Yeah, and just um, on that as well, just to watch the close of the show, the four pillars in the ring um, raising their arms together was a pretty cool moment as well. So, And I think that's going to continue. Um, because Tyson was somewhat battling the uh, Malice group by himself. Even though the pillars existed, Brent wasn't really around to help him out. Tarek, excuse me, Tarek and Sebastian were already having their issues with each other, so that was uh, focusing them instead of helping out Tyson. Now all four seem to be on the same page. Just sort of like how Scott Hunter got them on the same page uh, with all the uh, hangover shows and finally got them there. That might have actually been what solidified that happening and they need to do what they have to do to uh, take care of Malice. So we'll see where that goes involving uh, all four, however many members of Malice there are. So, guys, what are your overall thoughts of this show? And, yeah, what are you looking forward to for the future for Smash Wrestling? All right. Well, sir, I'll tell you this. So, um, like I said, the crowd at the venue, the Phoenix, was absolutely amazing. Uh, the atmosphere was pretty cool. Um, the fact the talent was hands-on. I mean, if you couldn't find them at the autograph stands, they were... You know, doing their thing around the ring. They were uh, doing their thing around the entranceway. Um, very inter uh, intimate, interactive feeling as far as the, the show itself went tonight. Um, they pretty much made the fans happy leaving. I mean, Puff winning that opening match. Tarek winning the championship. Uh, Sebastian's announcement midway through. Um, uh, well, machine, uh, Machines retaining. Uh, you know, it's uh, you can't say good thing, enough good things about the show. Uh, as far as what I'm looking forward to, I, true story, so we're leaving there and uh, we head to McDonald's in Brantford 
and I actually was texting my wife to make sure that the wedding I'm going to in October didn't conflict with the Canusta Classic that's taking place. Because if it was, um, I might have to miss that wedding. I just tell you that much. So, uh, and there are shows happening in between tonight and the Canusa. Uh, but I tell you this, I am looking forward to Canusa. Um, you know, it's it's different for me because I've never seen one take place. I've heard about it, obviously. And uh, hopefully, I'll be able to hit, you know, maybe a little bit of the September 23rd show and maybe the Kitchener show as well. But uh, can't say good things or enough good things about Smash Wrestling right now, what they're doing. And the fact is, they're only getting bigger and better. And uh, when they made that announcement at the London Music Hall last time with regards to Scott Demore and everything that's happening at the end of the year, um, I mean, it's hard not to invest in a company not only that's doing so well, but is giving back to their fans, giving back to their talent, and giving back to, uh, like uh, Sebastian had said, um, all the hard workers in the back. So, uh, again, props to Smash Wrestling. Uh, Daniel? Uh, at least uh, one prediction, I think, is right on the, the, about the t- t- two groups at the end uh, involving themselves in the championship match. Well, the Pillars versus uh, Malice? Yeah, you did bring that up, and I, it was, uh, I went and unfolded I'm like, who mentioned that? So, yeah, good call on that one, Daniel. I want to ask Daniel a question here. Uh, mentioned the Canusa Classic. Who are you looking forward to seeing most at Canusa? Or uh, the, I know there's only two names mentioned right now, but if Smash could bring in anybody at all Canusa style, who would you like to see? Uh, for sure, Shotzi, like I said earlier. Uh, love to see her there. Return of Casey Spinelli. That is one name that uh, we were talking about earlier that I was talking to Sean about, and I was like, she hasn't been on any kind of smash show lately, and she's got a lot of commitments going on right now, but um, yeah, I'd like to see Spinelli as well. Sean, anybody particular you'd like to see can, uh, can use the style? Oh, I uh, mentioned on her uh, Facebook page earlier, uh, I think yesterday, I would love to see Leah Vaughn make a return to uh, Smash Wrestling and be a part of Team Canada, so yeah, there's so many to choose from, and you never know. Um, just to wrap up, once again, um, Smash Wrestling is coming between London, Kitchener, and Toronto for the next little while, and upcoming dates has the next one being the uh, 100 Part 2 Mystery Show at the Rec Hall on uh, September 16th, September 23rd at London Music Hall, London Vacation, featuring PCO and London's own Violet Lee. September 30th, Taste of Tannery, Don't Tempt uh, Karma, is happening in Kitchener. Then the free show for everybody at the uh, Rec Hall in Toronto on October 14th. And as we just uh, finished up saying, there is... uh, the Canusa Classic, part of London Comic Con. You can get your tickets uh, for that one. Uh, some VIP seats in the first couple rows. And it's definitely something you don't want to miss. All these shows are being recorded for the Fight Network. And this one that we just went to, Super Show uh, 6, is going to play over, I believe, at least three weeks from what I overheard some of the commentary with uh, Scott and Brad. So. If you can make it out and support Smash Wrestling, please do so. And 
If not, catch them on the Fight Network every uh, Thursday at 10 o'clock, followed by Scott Hunter with The Hangover and maybe Muscle uh, on Facebook Live. Fucking hashtag Animal Crackers, by the way. We will track you down uh, <laughs> the next time, Muscle. We missed you today. We had Animal Crackers for you for your fanny pack. They were even in individual packages for you. But hopefully we'll see you in September and get you your uh, animal crackers. Until then, thanks a lot, guys. And we're going to continue on back home to London. And look for this uh, live show coming up as a audio on our uh, podcast, whether you find it on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google uh, Podcasts, wherever you get your uh, podcasts listening from, tune in and uh, give us some feedback. Until then, ciao. See you later, Daniel. See ya. All right. See you later, guys. Yo, this is Tarek. You listen to Scumbags of Wrestling. Punch, kick, chop, done. And that concludes our special episode of the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast featuring the Super Showdown 6 Smash Wrestling event that happened this past Sunday, August 26th in Toronto at the Phoenix Concert Hall. I'd like to thank Daniel and Chris for being a part of it. You can catch Chris at the Sharpshooter podcast. He is the originator of our own podcast uh, before we... Uh, Started doing the solo, and he went on hiatus for a little bit. Welcome back to the podcast world, Chris. We'll continue uh, doing shows back and forth between each other. And uh, speaking of which, we're going to do one, hopefully this week, involving uh, the All In card, because that's coming up soon. We're going to have some WD News follow-up to the uh, Super Showdown 6 for Smash Wrestling with uh, added uh, news for the upcoming cards that they're putting out. Alan Taylor has been quickly putting out new information about new matches, so we'll cover that. And you can catch us on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Join us on uh, Facebook at Scumbags of Wrestling with our Facebook group, or follow us on Twitter at Scumbags Canada. We're also on Instagram and our website is scumbags.ca. We're looking to revamp it, get some sponsorships, advertise with us, and we're going to put together a uh, booth at London Comic Con during the weekend of October 26th to 28th here in London at the Western Fair Agriplex. So stay tuned for more information on that. And we'll catch you later. Thanks for tuning in.